Hello and welcome to this very special episode 50 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David and we're the NCP crew. Richo. Wow, 50 episodes. It feels like a lifetime. And I mean that in a positive way. Luke. 50 episodes and yet we still haven't got to the crux of the matter. <laughs> and Crystal. Can you take the chains off me now? I promise I won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say. But it's but true. It's fair. <laughs> 50 episodes, can look, you believe it? Look, it's there's only 50 more episodes and then we'll unlock you. <laughs> uh, so for this episode we have a... What the hell is that? Like if it's not birds, it's dogs, and then now we've only got this... What's that weird light? I don't know. Aurora Borealis? Well, Wrong part of the country. It's inside the room, so it can't be the Aurora Borealis. Light bulb? No, that's... No! Fifteen ninety WAKR on your AM dial. Today's program is brought to you by our sponsors: General Electric, GE Televisions, where the blacks are much blacker, the greys greyer, and the whites much whiter. GE Televisions for greater eye comfort. Fifteen ninety WAKR on your AM dial. It's time for the Moon Dog Show. Hi everyone, how are you all doing today? This is Alan Freeby, the old king of the moondoggers. It's time again for your favourite rock and roll sessions, blues and rhythm records for all the gang. We'll say hello to a lot of folk who've written to us from all over the moondog kingdom. This is WAKR, the moondog show. We got some crazy cats who called in to say there were some far out flashes of light in the sky of the town plaza, followed by loud noises. But just like out there in New Mexico a couple of years ago, it's probably just some moondoggers in a weather balloon. But don't you worry, kids. It sounds like a lot of hoop-de-doo to me. Take it away, Perry. Hoop-de-doo, hoop-de-doo. I hear a polka and my troubles are through. Oh, that was, uh, that was very painful. Are you guys alright? I feel like my head has been ripped to the ends of the universe. I don't want to alarm anybody here, but this doesn't exactly look like your place. <laughs> no, it's uh, really, really strange. And I'm sure I heard like a radio just a second ago. So not us. Is that what you're saying? No. Great Scott! Who, who are you people and uh, what are you doing here? What's that strange clothing you're wearing? What is going on here? Who the hell are you? Why, I'm Professor Cornelius Beaumont, but uh, you can call me Rex. <laughs> Strange clothing, at least I'm not wearing a bow tie. <laughs> bow ties are cool. They're not cool. <laughs> bow ties are cool. <laughs> I want a fez. Wait, 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 wait. Look, look, enough of this. Who are you people? Uh, Isn't it obvious? I'm me. <laughs> that no, well, it's, um, I'm, we I'm need- David. This is Luke. This is Richo, this is Crystal, and more importantly, where the hell are we? Well, you're in my laboratory, of course. But ah, that some... explains... That huge wheel of all the electricity going around it instead? That and and the giant mouse that's inside it. <laughs> Look, I think I understand what's happened here. It appears that my time displacement unit, which was meant to displace me through time, has in fact displaced all of you through time. And that's meant to explain things to us, is it? Well, okay, yes, okay. <laughs> we've got to understand the nature of time as... Okay, this probably isn't going to work. Look, uh, <laughs> I like how he looked right at you before he said that. <laughs> Hilarious. The, no, complete uh, that thought, please. So wait, so, 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 so let's just get this right. I mean, you look kind of like Pee Wee Herman, and you've just, you've got a time displacer unit. I don't know this person. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, to explain... Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> you don't someone. need to explain. So so what are you, so you're saying that so we're not in twenty thirteen anymore? Twenty thirteen? No, no, of course not. This is nineteen fifty. Oh that's wacky. I need a well, universal uh, translator. <laughs> they do speak English. Uh, look, uh, cl- see, clearly I've, my uh, clearly my experiment has gone horribly wrong here. Um I wouldn't say horribly wrong, it's brought the NCP crew to nineteen fifty, which is awesome. That is true. But I'm a little concerned about the damage that you might inflict upon the space kind continuum. But my, uh, we'll be careful. My iPad's not working. <laughs> I've got <laughs> no internet. Look, uh, I just stepped on this ant. Is that going to have some effect impact on what's going to happen? Very possibly tomorrow. 
<laughs> Look, uh, I'm. This should be fairly easy to fix. I think if I just reverse the polarity on the atomic core, I should perhaps be able to send you back in time. Um, Wesley Crusher? Can you throw the switches on the ionic oscillator? I hear that always works. Please. Let the man work. Let the scientist speak. (laughs) Have you got a flux? Cool. Look, I'll be able to get you back to your moon bases and jetpacks. You're just going to have to give me a second to work here. I do. I do. This world of the future. Um, that would be that would be awesome. Um, how long do you think this is going to take? Oh, look, uh, look, it, it shouldn't take me any more than a few hours or so. Um, look, why don't you just, um, I don't know, go and wander around outside or something? But don't touch anything. They're getting against the prime directive. I'm no, this sorry, is I'm... this is this can work. This can work. I mean, a couple of hours in 1950 on our 50th episode. How awesome is that? This is brilliant. So awesome! It um, sounds almost contrived. But... <laughs> We couldn't have set it up any better look, than this. <laughs> look, your crazy future talk is distracting me from my work. Here, take this. This personal communicator. Okay, it just is a machine that beeps. But I will beep you as soon as I've finished the work. And in the meantime, you can just, uh, like I said, explore the time. But please do not interact with anybody, touch anything, or cause any problems that might disrupt the space kind continuum. So you just want us to go outside in our futuristic-looking clothes? Look, uh, in the wardrobe <laughs> over there, there's got to be something for you to wear. I understand. Yeah, you're, you're fine. I mean, just, it's not like you're wearing anything out, totally just, outrageous. Just hang your spacesuits up in the <laughs> cupboard and, uh, yes... Well, this is, this, when I beep. this works for me. This is awesome. Mm. A couple of hours in 1950. This is mad. All right, so so this thing will just beep when you're ready to. It will beep as soon as I'm right, ready to transport you back to the future. We'll promise we'll be we'll be careful. The also so we just go through that door there. All right, all that's right. right. All right, guys. Let's. Uh, all right, be careful. We'll go out and we'll see. We'll see 1950. How awesome is this? This is brilliant. I think I'm gonna tweed work. You ready, Richard? I'm ready. Cool. Okay, this can, this couldn't be any more perfect. I mean, look across the road, the Odeon Cinema, Brent, right next door to it, a bookstore. I mean, these this automatically feels our days. Wow, that is convenient. It's incredibly convenient. Let's go. One might even say contrived. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Be careful crossing the road. You don't want anybody to like get hit by any of these Cadillacs and stuff. Because <laughs> obviously, it's not just a time machine that he's trying to build. It's a space time. Yeah, that would make sense. Like if I was building a time machine. There's, there's a newsstand. Let's let's check the uh, what's happening in the world. Should we ask directions for the nearest bomb shelter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's only 1950. We should be fine. <laughs> This is, this is awesome. 1950s newsstand. You don't even have to buy the paper. You just they're all just laid out in front of you. It's cool. Okay, well, it's, I mean, according to this newspaper, it's uh, December 1st, 1950, and Douglas MacArthur has just threatened to use nuclear weapons on Korea. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Should we tell him how that works out? <laughs> no, 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 it'll be fine. <laughs> I, you know, so the irony is not lost on anyone. Korea's being threatened. <laughs> I know, that is wacky, isn't it, considering what's happening now. Look, don't worry. Or, 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 as we well or back then, or yeah. behind us, well, or say upwards and Well, us. as we know, this is what gets China heavily involved in this war, and yeah. pretty and, much ends uh, at stalemate. And MacArthur <laughs> fired. And MacArthur <laughs> fired, yeah. that's right. What an idiot. All right, cool. Well, we've got a couple of hours. Um, I've got the beeper. Let's let's check out the cinema, yeah? How awesome is this? Is it right. actually get to see a cinema with, like, like you know, normal 1950s patrons? With our cool. charrettes. Do we get a newsreel? Probably. It looks like they're about to start. Let's look at the posters. What do we got? All right, it's a double bill. Yay! Destination Moon and the Invisible Monster. Awesome. Part eight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's actually a serial. It comes in twelve parts. Ah, ah cool. How does right. that constitute a double? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I, don't know, I guess it's just the, the feature running before it. But check this out. It's only 50 cents for a ticket. Awesome. It cost us 20 bucks to see Iron Man 3. And we don't get a cereal. But... <laughs> That's crazy. I feel chipped in my time. All right, let's check it out. It's in Technicolor. Destination oh, Moon yeah. is in Technicolor, yeah. Absolutely. Invisible awesome. is... This is awesome. All right, let's just check. I have uh, four tickets, please. Here's, some, here's four seats. And it's, just... it looks like it's already started. Time in the uninhabited desert of White Sands, New Mexico. 
Tell them to stand by for count off and firing. 59, 58, 57, but to reach this dramatic moment, we're months of construction, checking every detail a thousand times, and a desperate struggle to convince the skeptical, to outwit those who would stop us, to muster up courage to challenge the black, airless void of terror-stricken space. Come back to the job. Please, come back. 17, 16, 15, All right, take it away! 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, fire! We're stuck here. Who got me here? I didn't want to come. You can blame me, Joe. I could have blown my brains out or gone over Niagara Falls in a barrel or found some other decent way to die. The picture you've been reading about in every important national magazine and newspaper. Among them, Life, This Week, The New York Times, Popular Science, Seeing Stars, Popular Mechanics, Parade, The New York Daily News. Oh, that's awesome. I've, I mean, I've seen uh, Destination Moon before, but uh, seen it on the big screen in Technicolor. It's awesome. interesting. It's interesting how positive these films are. It's like, yes, we're going to the moon. It's fantastic. It is weird. I would have thought it would be like watching an old movie, but because it's only just come out, it looks so brand new. <laughs> and that Invisible Monster, that was just awful. I, mean, I haven't seen the first seven parts, but yeah, damn. That's the whole, well, but that's, that's the whole thing about the... You know, you, you'd go in, you might you might have seen one part the week before with another film. Yeah. Missed three episodes in between that. Coming, yeah. So you're always coming into the serials, unless you are absolutely die, uh, a diehard fan or maybe ten years old. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> well, know, I'll you give would, it a ticket to every 50 I'll be going every day. <laughs> well, it's, only, it's only 25 cents for kids who have gone to this sign. And, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. I, I wish to point out the end of that small thing about inflation. Remember, twenty-five cents to someone in this time is quite a lot. Of I money. know it's huge. Hey, didn't this film win an Oscar? That uh, Destination Moon did, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For effects, awesome. Yep, right. It is going to have won an Oscar. Well, it hasn't, hasn't happened yet. The beeper hasn't gone off yet. So, do you want to check out the bookstore? Sure. Yeah. All right, check it out. This is uh, in all over the front window is uh, the Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Oh, fantastic! I love this book. That is brilliant. We'll have to cover this on the show at some point if we make it back alive. Who knows? We're probably stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> what you're not enjoying your experience being stuck in 1950s America? Oh, that's fine. Uh, just rather not read the Martian Chronicles. <laughs> what? I'm happy to be stuck in 1950s America, but not the Martian Chronicles. But, so, Richard, Richard, you and I have read this. Stuck in uh, 1950s America, I feel my opinion slowly ebbing away, and I just happen to have to agree with you guys. That's right. Go into the kitchen and start cooking dinner for us. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> let, let, let the men talk business. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Oh uh, yeah, great, great stuff. What we'll, we'll to review that? Martian well. Chronicles is absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Regardless of what Crystal says, and it's obviously selling right, well because it's all over the window. I'm just going to be reading the women's mags. I think. Yeah. <laughs> women's week. Well, yeah, the, the, the perfect, the perfect Are you going to be like hiding one in the mag in the magazine itself, so that to make yourself look too intelligent, <laughs> despite the fact you're actually reading a book? <laughs> Looks like we're going back. Let's head back across the road. Mosey, I'm back. Cross. I'm glad that you're back. I think I've managed to fix the problem and I should be able to return you to the rings of Saturn any moment now. <laughs> the rings of Saturn. Please don't send us to the rings of Saturn. <laughs> so, Why not? Because uh, there, there is no base there as of yet. It's, don't tell him about the future. It's still under construction. <laughs> All right. Well, you please, do, you'll, need to, you'll need to get back into your spacesuit. Can, I, can um, I just point out to the scientists, though, that you cannot actually physically send us to the rings of Saturn? Why not? Why not? They're real things. Because the rings themselves aren't solid. No, but That's I'm talking mean, about the, put us in the middle of them. orbital satellites that you must <laughs> surely have there by now. Wait, Mr. Scientist. In your crazy world of the future. Mr. Scientist, man, can't we keep our 50s closed? Because when we get back, they'll be vintage and worth a lot of money. Well, I suppose that's all right, but they might burn up when you put on your jetpacks. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'm willing to give it, give it a go. Can you send us back? All right. I need you all to stand in a circle and hold hands and say there's no place like home. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Didn't you borrow that line from somewhere? I did. I why? think you did. <laughs> why, yes, just 11 years ago I saw a fantastic movie with that, that line. Is that why you maybe wear red shoes? <laughs> Please, these are stylish it's for this the era. Fact, it's not the fact that they're red that worries me. It's the fact that they're sequined and high heel. <laughs> I really wear them at home. I thought they were a big thing for me. Can you keep this back now? Yes. yes it's, been fun and, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, uh, Cornelius. Cornelius. Please, call me Rex. Rex, sorry, I did, you did say that, I apologise. And good luck, my friends from the future. Um, so that's it, you just pull a lever and we still stand here? Was something supposed to happen then? Uh... Sorry to tell you this, but it's actually 1951. <laughs> so we've only just granted, skipped ahead a year. Granted, but the... But these clothes aren't, clothes aren't worth anything now. They're just last year's fashions. <laughs> hmm. Clearly this experiment didn't quite work as planned. Uh, look, um, just just head out for a little while and let me see what I can do. Okay, I guess we'll just do the same thing we did and mm. check, check it outside. Uh, looks like the Odeon's still in business, thank God. <laughs> Looking uh, a little worse for wear, but, you know, it is. it's the ravages of time. Hey, let's check out, uh, we didn't ask him what day, what day it was, he did say 9.51 though, so let's check out the newsstand again. Hmm. Okay, it's uh, it's January 28. Well, we've they've only just, travelled two months. Yeah, we've only travelled two months, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, they've just started nuclear testing at Nevada. Well, lucky we're not there. <laughs> they, dropped, they dropped a bomb at French uh, Frenchman Flat, which is uh, northwest of... Las Vegas. That's going to go well for them too. <laughs> have you noticed that twice now our stories have involved some kind of uh, atomic weaponry? Well, that is the you know, it's the thing of the times. I mean, like Luke said, where's the nearest bomb shot? I mean, who knows? Where's, you I know. feel like I need a fridge. Although we do know. You know one, that, one that's got a nice comfort zone and, you know, my height and things like that. <laughs> and we'll survive a nuclear blast. And we'll survive a nuclear yeah, blast. But, but your name's like Indiana. Look, uh, <laughs> look. I, I, honestly, I don't really care about all these newspaper headlines. Let's go to the movies. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Which was, it looks like another double bill. We've right. got the day the earth stood still. But Keanu Reeves hasn't been born yet. <laughs> no, it's the original version, sorry. Yeah, the, Yay! I like to refer to it as the real version. The only version. And the thing from another world. My God, what that's an awesome devil. So what happened in 1950 that made, meant that we got bad films? Destination Musical film. Did you not enjoy it? No, I think they're, um, uh, Destination Moon is still sort of coming in from that sort of 40s perspective. Where yes. You know, we're now getting into really into the heart of the 50s mm. here and the, the technological age that it's spawning, mm. even though it has created a time machine that can't seem to get us back home. But anyway. <laughs> I came here to give you these facts. But if you threaten to extend your violence... This earth of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. But he's a robot. Without you, what could he do? There's no limit to what he could do. He could destroy the earth. All vehicles, close in. Let's go. I mean, it's the day the earth is still. Yeah. Absolute brilliant. I mean, yes, it's five, five out of five. Absolutely. I'd probably give it a four out of five. What? Mm. That's no, it. I'm that's leaving, I'm it, does leaving fla- it does lag a bit in the middle. Now, I'm leaving you in 1951. <laughs> yeah, you're staying here. That's right. You'll have to watch And the, the thing film. from another world, that's, I'm, actually, I'm actually not that big a fan. <laughs> but the, <laughs> but, the big problem with the thing from another world, first of all, we're looking at it from possibly the perspective of the John Carpenter version. Which is a superior version. Which is a superior version. You've also got to factor into the... Factor in that, unlike the Carpenter version, which follows the short story more heavily, this is going for more of the monster is more of something that was more akin to the time, so more Frankenstein, mm. yeah. big alien approach that someone could physically fight. And hmm. what uh, what I think is awesome though is actually seeing Howard Hawks, the great director, Howard Hawks, actually, well, technically unofficially directing a horror film, <laughs> yeah, directing exactly. a horror sci-fi film. It is That's unofficial. Fantastic. 
Oh, that's, that's, and you can tell too because it's such a beautifully made movie. Mm. Seeing him on the big screen, that was awesome. That is still brilliant, and it really affected people in the crowd. Did you see that? Yep, that was awesome. Absolutely. Oh, uh, that's what he says. Cloud to Barada Nectar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the people haven't got up, so we'll check the bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here you go. The Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham. Another yeah. must review. I tell, I tell you what, we're certainly uh, getting a stockpile here for uh, future. Dust jackets. Do you reckon it would be bad if I buy a copy and take it back with us? <laughs> you have a mint. <laughs> mint, mint first printing. It, it might get shredded up in the ravages of the time. Do you stream, have any but, 1950s uh, American currency on you? Well, I just paid for the yeah, movie please. tickets. Did you go through the professor's pockets? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, professor, the professor seems a little, uh, let's say, absent-minded and be generous about it. Uh, he's probably just got pockets well, full of change. I, I refuse to accept whether I did or didn't, but I've got money from this time period, so obviously <laughs> something's gone on. Well, I didn't mention probably it. probably any of dollars. So. Yeah, buy a copy. Why not? I've changed my mind. Let's just go well, back Well, he, he did tell us not to, to touch yeah. anything. Let's, let's go back Why to Why did we go to the movies? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Ah, you're back. I hope you enjoyed your brief trip out, but this is going to be the greatest trip of your life. Well, perhaps except for the one where I actually brought you back in the first place, but I can guarantee no, that, that... that gave be... me a headache, but this is, if this works, this will be the greatest trip. I guarantee that I can get you home. I've triple-reversed the polarity now. Triple-reversed. It will definitely, definitely work. Wait, if you reverse one way, reverse, reverse it, it back. Reverse yeah. it back. So that means you haven't done anything. Yeah, you should just reverse it the, the other way. Please. I'm the scientist. Thank you very much. Good point. Sorry, I'm I just want to try away. something first. Klaatu, Barada. Now we'll try it your way. All right. In a circle, everybody, and let's go. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Uh, hello again. <laughs> hmm. This doesn't appear to be working, dude. It was just there's like a flash of light, kumbaya trails but, off. <laughs> but you've got to understand, it is working. So you're saying we're, we're back again. Where What what year is it now? Uh, it's now 1953. Okay, cool. But don't worry, I think I can get you back home to the future. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, all right. Well, I guess it's not too bad. I mean, it's, it's it, I mean, 1953. I mean, if the cinema, is the cinema still open? Ah, uh, yes. yes. All right, Don't well, worry, you'll be fine. Oh, I just have cool a question. It. What is the name of the town we're in, by the way? You're in Herbertsville. Have you heard of a town called Hill Valley? Yes, of course I have. It's just up the road from here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Have you got that uh, beeper device? I do. Okay. Fortunately, right. I've kept it just in case you came back. <laughs> so it's, all right, we'll, we'll get back when you when you call us. So, 953, guys. Let's uh, let's see what day it is. Uh, May t- it's May 30. And Sir Edmund Hillary has uh, successfully ascended Mount Everest. That's awesome. Cool. What a legend. And, of course, <laughs> and of course he's uh, his faithful guide. Shenzing. Yep. Shenzing. I was going to say Passport 2, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very impressive. That is oh, awesome. News. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Well, it's not news for us. <laughs> Tenzing, not Shenzing. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Bad look. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. He's still. He's just happy to be mentioned. Just like, well, Luke finishes <laughs> himself. All right. Well, I guess. I guess we'll check out a uh, check out the movies. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, it's a, it's a quadruple bill. What? Nine fifty three was a big year for science fiction cinema. Oh no uh, no no! You're reading it wrong. It's two double bills. Oh, it's two double bills. I'm sorry. Do, do, uh, do, we'll, we'll see if we've got time for the two double bills. Yeah. But good work. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the first double bill is Catwoman of the Moon, and it came from outer space. I'm sorry, awesome. you, did, you did say you know this was a good year for films, right? Catwoman of the Moon, highly regarded film. It is hilarious. It's hilariously bad. And talking about hilariously bad, the next double bill. This is genius. Robot monster. And the War of the Worlds. One of these films is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> the proprietor of the Odeon, obviously a big science fiction fan. Mm, yeah, that's rather fortunate as well, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty, pretty convenient for us. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, would, like two of us will go see the first double bill, the other two will see the other double bill, and then we'll, if we've got time, we'll swap over. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'm, all right, I'm, I'm doing War of the Worlds. All right, I'm doing War of the Worlds and Robert Monster for sure. Catwomen. <laughs> you, you and Luke, Catwomen and uh, Kate Brown's Space. space. At a deadly pace. I'm telling you, Catwoman is hilarious. It's almost as funny as Robot Monster. They just do it at the start. Let's go. Is it Batman's Catwoman? No. No. Don't make it infinitely. Catwoman on the moon. 
<laughs> Batman on the moon. They wear they wear cat suits. <laughs> and they live on the moon. Awesome. Batman on the moon is a different film altogether. <laughs> Absolutely. This could be the beginning of the end for the human race. For what men first thought were meteors or the often ridiculed flying saucers are in reality the flaming vanguard of the invasion from Mars. Looks like they're going to come out of that gully pretty soon. We'll have to rush our defenses to be ready when they do. Guys need plenty of reinforcements. We'll get them. Lieutenant! Look! Flash across country like scythes, wiping out everything that's trying to get away from them. That explains why communication is cut the moment their machines begin moving. Montreal's blacked out. Nothing more has come through. Same thing that happened on the Pacific Coast. Anything from them yet? No, Mr. Secretary. We've had nothing from San Francisco for over five hours. The nations of the world mobilize their armed might, rushing to defend the Earth against the unknown weapons of the super race from the Red Planet. Is there nothing that can stop the Martian death machines? Guns, tanks, bombs! They're like toys against them! We know now that we can't beat their machines. We've got to beat them. All over the world, human beings cower before the onslaught of these unearthly enemies, whom no one has ever seen. Panic that sweeps around the globe as the great masses of mankind flee blindly in a headlong stampede of hysteria. Alright, that was awesome, Richard. How awesome was that? Ah, oh, man, I swear Robot Monster is the funniest movie ever. Robot made. Monster is genius. How awesome was the crowd? That was uh, great. They just loved War it. of the Worlds, big screen! It's, it's, it was actually interesting because, like, you know, when we go to see Robot Monster now, we know it's bad. Like, it's universally praised as one of the worst films ever, but, you know, seeing a, a, a new audience experiencing it for the first time and just laughing their heads off was great. <laughs> but War of the Worlds, yeah, awesome. How about you guys? Favorites. How was Catwoman on the Moon, Krista? <laughs> it's a, it's interesting. Catwoman is uh, Catwoman's actually uh, got some quite nice production design, particularly with the um the the city on the when they actually get yeah. to it. Yeah, it's just that yes, the sexual politics that goes on <laughs> it's not good. I love how they might their uh, mind powers only work on on other women, but mm. uh, men know they don't. So. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> it's still it's men still are immune than... to their abilities. But see, it came from out of space. I've always thought is an interesting one. It's done by Jack Davy, who does um, yeah. who did. Who's famous for doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Um, and it could very easily just descend into the 1950s atomic silliness. Yeah. And yet, there's an almost... There's almost an attempt to... He tries very hard, he and his screenwriter, try very hard to um, create a sense of pathos for the, yeah. um, the aliens. Because it turns not, out they're actually good, good guys. Yeah, they're not, they're not actually here to invade. They're actually yeah. trying... They're, they've cracked down, but they're also trying to understand us. Yeah. Um, they just want to get home. They, they get time. home. It, it's more. It's interesting. It's more our lack of understanding for the other in this case. Yeah. Um, that's we're we're not we're we're not the bad guys. Our response is possibly not showing us in the most positive of lights. Yeah. I've, I've, always it's, I've always thought it's an interesting one. It's a, it's a nice contrast too to yeah. what we saw with War of the Worlds, mm. which is just the aliens are coming. They're destroying us. We're all going to die. Mm. It's nice to have the two sort of contrasting Bill viewpoints. Paxton was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it would have been awesome if he had a V. Human. I must, but I cannot. <laughs> You're just a big bee bully. Now I will kill you. <laughs> uh, so we don't have time to get to see the other films, but all that's right. right. We, we got to see them, but we'll just very quickly just check out the bookstore on the way back. Mm. Uh, all right, front window has. Charles Within by Arthur C. Clarke. Wow. Well, that's the book I wanted to read. We don't have time, though, is we? Look, don't worry, don't worry. It's been a while since we've visited uh, Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> it's been a while since we've visited Arthur C. Clarke in Dust Jacket, so yeah. we'll just note all of these books down, I think, because we'll probably just have to do a We'll definitely cover Charles Within. Yeah. If we make it back alive. Who knows with this guy? We won't make it back to 2050. <laughs> <laughs> so, you uh, beeped us? Ah, uh, yes, I've finally fixed the problem, and I will definitely be able to send you back to your future world. The problem <laughs> has been fixed using modern scientific techniques, of which only I am privy to. Okay, just 
Get in the circle. Here we go. <laughs> Modern scientific <laughs> techniques to which I'm only privy to. That doesn't exactly fill my heart with light, but... Uh, hello again. What? Ma! <laughs> what? Why? What are you doing here? I thought I'd sent you back to the future already. Uh, well, obviously it hasn't worked. Hmm, this can't be right at all. But what what year is it? Okay, it's not, it just can't be right. It isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, it, look, it's, it's, it's 1955, and, uh, so... Just travelled two years at least since I last sent you on your journeys, but um, and you've lost two inches of hair. I have. Look, um, look. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I, I have to be. I have to be honest with you. Um, I thought I'd been successful after you didn't show up last year, so I haven't really worked on this machine. Um, I've been doing certain work for the government that I can't, unfortunately, fill you in the details of. Um, Tin foil hats. Uh, look, um, just, just, just go away. Look, it. it Look, the beep. Hang on, it's it's got to be the beeper. Is it's around here? Ah, there it is. Here is the beeper. Um, look. Um, just just go away. And I look. This might take a while. I'll 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 get back to you. All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll uh, go check out nineteen fifty five. Gee, this newsstand's looking pretty pretty bad, isn't it? This guy's barely holding it together in business. <laughs> Where are the beatniks? This is fifties. I want to see beatnik. One just walked past. Let's go beat up that beatnik. <laughs> cool. Beat the beatnik. How many there witches and bodgies and that sort of? Oh, this is a tragedy. Is uh, it's October first, uh, so that means yesterday James Dean died. Oh, we were too late. Yeah, we could have saved him. Um, Alec Guinness tried. He did. Alec Guinness did try. Alec Guinness said he. Would, Alec Guinness told him not to get into that car. Yeah. So I mean, he's only twenty-four. It's a shame. He was very, very good. Alec Guinness uh, should have just said, this is not the car you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tragedy. But anyway, moving on. To, to, uh, this is, that is depressing. What's on at the movies? Uh, it's, a double, it's a double bill. Easter um, Eden and Rebel Without a Cause? No, it is so. The Beast with a Million Eyes and This Island Earth. Nah. Oh, dear God. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm not doing This Island Earth. Most overrated science fiction film ever. Um, I will accept This Island Earth if we can see it with the Mystery Science Theatre 3000 guys. Uh, it's hey, just a terrible hey, film. It's terrible. No, no, no. i got a better idea, right? Since we're, we're stuck here anyway, let's actually do some work. Yeah. All right? Bookstore over there. Yeah. I'm seeing Body Snatchers. We've all read it, right? You've read it? You're right. It is The Body Snatchers by Jack Finney. Everyone's... You did see that, that Darren's in The Beast. Yeah, I know Darren's in The Beast, but <laughs> trust me, The Beast is not that good. It's... Okay, based on that, based on based on Crystal's comment, I now vote that we go to the bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, tip it, just a tidbit, yeah. before that, we go to the it. bookshop. Um, uh, that's it, I'm putting on my, like, atomic-powered Captain Dust jacket t-shirt. <laughs> atomic-powered. Just right. the end of the islands in this island Earth, those ugly, terrible, terrible creations, with the original idea for the aliens from It Came From Outer Space. Okay, hmm. there you go. Give you an idea, and then reused again later on. Anyway, but, uh, let, let, let's let's do a dust jacket. Let's actually. So get, you, you actually. So let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. go back to normalcy for us. We'll That's do right. A dust jacket. We're doing a dust jacket on location in the fifties. <laughs> an, an excellent idea. All right, let's check. All right. All right. I mean, we're in the fifties. Let's do it. It's out. This is the way to go. The body snatches. In fact, here's why I think we should do it. Because really, this book it is just so nineteen fifties. It is. It's like all, all all of its sentiments, all of its um, psychology, everything is so fifties. So I'm thinking, let's go. Yeah. All right, you got the recording devices. Look, use the beeper. The beeper doubles as a recording device. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? <laughs> convenient plot device. Contrive, I think. Is the I'm one. sure I've got my ex machina on me here somewhere. All right, let's go. Let's find a place to sit down. Diner. Yeah, let's go to a diner. <laughs> and get a uh, get a chocolate thick shake. All right, I want a spider and a uh, and a hamburger, a cheeseburger. Right. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so, All right, so I'll, I'll get us, I'll get us in the mood. Yeah, go for it. Coming up next, dust jacket. Man, that seems so strange when you're recording from 1955. Doesn't <laughs> it does. It? You do realize that you know people are looking at us funny when you say stuff like that, right? I'm just glad nobody's put the jukebox on. <laughs> One, two, three, o'clock, four o'clock, rock. The Body Snatchers is by Jack Finney, um, who is actually not a renowned science fiction writer. He's no. a well-regarded writer, um, especially mystery writer. He did write two quite um, well-known science fiction novels, obviously, the first being The Body Snatchers, but um, 
He also wrote a, a novel called Time and Again, mm. which is well praised amongst science fiction fans. But look, if, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you know exactly what the story of the Body Snatchers is because, you know, it has been adapted no less than four times into movies. But, but also uh, parodied and referenced on end. It's been, it, its influence is very, very strong. Absolutely. But just a very, very brief rundown. The story centers around Dr. Miles Benell who is uh, just a local town doctor. And people start coming to visit him because they suspect that the people that they're living with aren't really who they say they are. So their family members, their loved ones, um, their friends. They're exactly the same. Yeah. But they're not. Uh, yeah. they're not. There's something not quite right about them. And they, it's, it's, they can't... It's, it's interesting because... To all intents and purposes, the people that they're accusing are actually still the same person, but they themselves actually can't um, pinpoint what it is specifically that's wrong, which I think is actually an inch, which which is a key that, you know, to all intents and purposes, they are still the same person, but there's something innate about us that means that we can pick up on something that is different. Hmm. And... um Brainwaves. Mm. This is the fifties. Yeah. Well, really, really, what it what it is does come down to, and this isn't really spoiling much, is that the people have no actual emotions anymore. Mm. They're kind of going through the motions of pretending to have emotions, mm. but they've actually lost all emotional connection. And why? Because they're secretly pod people. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Space seeds. Yeah. Have actually landed on Earth. They've travelled. <laughs> but you say that, and all I think of is, you know, Khan. <laughs> well, they... what I thought you were going to considering the last episode. Yeah, now people, <laughs> please. I, I know we're in the 1950s, but well, let's keep this dark jacket on track, okay? Oh wait, shh. see now you've distracted me. Where was I? That's right. So space yes, seeds. space seeds, which have been travelled along. Light traveling mm. through space. Yeah, uh, some of the science in this book is a little bit dodgy, but Doesn't they've been traveling like, for... like the solar winds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. traveling through, through the universe, traveling through the universe on solar winds and on light beams. Yeah, that, look, that that idea has always been theoretical. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Pro- travels on light. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it all makes sense. Yeah, the K-Pax says it's true. It's true. Yeah, mm. but Pro's a crazy man. No, he's he's, he's who he says he is. All right, back <laughs> on track, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, Miles. And his love interest, Becky. Um, the ultimate woman. The ultimate woman. <laughs> slowly but surely... Becky's as, awesome. Slowly but surely, the town is replaced by pod people, and uh, Miles and Becky end up being sort of the two remaining um, as the town... Succumbs. Mm. It's actually um, quite a simple plot. Yeah. There's actually not much to it. It's the, it's the psychological insight that I think is actually what... It, and the characters themselves, I think, are actually mm. what makes the book... Um, what it is. Yeah. What I found it interesting is there's a nice little snapshot of the 50s where mm. Miles is actually only 28 years old but mm. he's already established himself as the, the town doc taken over mm. from his father so he's good old doc whatever his name was Benel. Benel. Um, I also think it's interesting that both Becky and Miles are divorced. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, That's, um, um, and it's quite it's quite an interesting sort of it's, it's, it's an um, interesting dynamic for the, 1950s. Of the way the way people viewed themselves and other people in in the fifties. Like yeah. That the women don't have much of a say in this book. And the, uh, the, during the, the last scene, well, it's not much of a spoiler because it's the book. You don't worry about spoilers. Fifty years old. Um, the Miles and Becky are running for their lives and hiding. And through, through all this, Becky says nothing. She just follows him. <laughs> you, you get to hear uh, about what Miles is thinking, what he's, uh, what he wants to do, and Becky says nothing. You don't hear about what she's <laughs> thinking, uh, how she's feeling. She's just there and just mm. does whatever he says. Mm. Like I said at the start, the ultimate <laughs> then look, there, there is a, okay, certainly the gender. <laughs> certainly the, the 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 gender relations in this uh, book and the gender psychology are very much yeah. of the time in which they were that's, written. That's exactly there's, right. It's of the time, and yeah. uh, there's just, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I wasn't offended by, by that there at is, all. It's just interesting there is looking one, at it mm. and and it displaced time sort mm, of mm. perspective. There is one rather interesting moment in the book, though, where they completely subvert mm. the gender relations. Mm. Um, as you say, Becky yeah. has been very um, very much the, the good lady, the, mm. you know, making, you know, cooking breakfast for the boys while they talk business, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but there is one moment where they need, they're, they're trapped by pod people, they need to figure out a way to escape. And Becky actually comes up with the plan 
to enable them to to escape, yeah. and that is to put all the influence, you know, all, all, all the attention on Miles, who will get beaten up basically mm-hmm. by the Pod people, while she actually presents herself as the you know the cowering woman mm. um, in order to have them distracted away, mm. so that she can actually inject them mm. with drugs to knock them out, so they can escape. So whilst whilst that that sort of gender. Um, politics is very 50s. It is nice that at least in one scene they actually yeah. subvert that and they play up the expectations yeah. of yeah. women in that time. Mm. But that's what, to makes, their that's what makes Crystal so poignant. What Crystal was saying was so poignant is because she does that awesome stuff and then for the rest of the book she's just a, yeah. a shell. Mm. She yeah. may as well not be there. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. He might have just locked her away. There is also. Well, there is a little bit of. I actually think the important. This is all. This is all told from Miles' perspective. It's a first-person narrator, Um, and one of the interesting things about it is Miles struggling with his own emotional connection to Becky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, there is an obvious lust that he acknowledges. But he's very afraid to actually make to take that further because then that might turn into love and create something concrete. I actually think that's play, touched on too many times. It's probably, it probably a bit too much. Mm. Um, but I think what it is is to to remind him, remind us that there is a human, not a humanity so much, but an emotional makeup to Miles that he's actually not succumbing mm. to the pop people. That there is something mm. in him that's going Which, on. You do get that uh, typical 50s woman, but Miles, can't you see I've fallen in love with you? <laughs> <laughs> but their, their interplay is a little bit more banter-like, I think, than, mm. than the standard relationship. Mm. But, um, but all, all of this does bring us to what I think is actually the, the strongest point of the book, which, as sort of Luke hinted on earlier, the, the book really is about um, paranoia. Mm-hmm. It's also about, what, um, it's also about um, you know, paranoia... What, because of the film, a lot of people uh, read an anti-communist sentiment into it. I'm not quite—I don't quite buy that. I actually think it's more about watching the world, watching the world that you know change for reasons you can't understand. Really, at the end of the day, the book is more about the loss of individuality mm, yeah. um, in the modern world, um, and certainly in the post World War Two period. Mm. Um, I, I think because of the time in which it came out, it's very easy for people to look back and go and look at HUAC and look at communism and attribute those elements to the novel and certainly to the films. Mm, yeah. um, but uh, Kevin McCarthy, mm. who actually appeared in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, what he said in interviews is that Jack Finney never actually had a political motivation in writing the book at all and that it was purely more about this loss of individuality. Yeah, and sense of paranoia. Hmm. A little sort of anti-modernism. Just picking up on that, um, there's an interesting passage in the book where he's trying to make a phone call, and it's re- just recently changed, so there's there's uh, no operators anymore, hmm. and so he says they've lost the human touch to the phones. Yeah, it's all been yeah. put through yeah. automatically, and um, so you can't sort of get through to who you want to straight away. And I thought that's mm. interesting considering where we are with phones now where mm. everybody's got a phone on them and mm. you can contact anyone at any time. Yeah. But uh, back at, back in the day, he's saying they've lost the operator. So the operator would have known who had called and they would have been able to get in touch with that yeah. person mm. later. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, you know, since, you know, we're probably going to have to get back into this time machine soon, let's uh, wrap this up and get uh, final thoughts and ratings. I quite enjoyed this. I it was one of the ones that I've um, wanted to read for a while. I'm a big fan of uh, the original film, um, and reading this um, kept that in mind. The, the, both the stories are very similar, with the exception of the end. But it is actually a, it's a, it's a very well written, very very succinct. tries to be tries to rely more on psychological as opposed to literal or um, external, um, which I always like. Um, I think this is very good. I give it uh, four looks. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a classic for a reason, mm. and uh, it's the the central idea behind it. I think is brilliant, and I am a fan. It does, and it does sort of lag a bit. I, I think it's just it's not as quite as dramatic as I remembered it being, mm. um, and I think maybe it's because I'm more sort of picturing the film. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I just uh, I just don't think it's as good as some people say it is. So I'm going to give it three and a half. Oh, I didn't hate it. It wasn't one of those books. That's a review on the cover. I didn't hate it. <laughs> it wasn't one of those books that I was sort of turning every page, going, "Oh God, how much more is this to go?" Yeah. But you know, I got, it was an easy read. Um, it was, as I said before, as a nice little snapshot of life in the fifties. It's really not my cup of tea. It's, it's I, I didn't find it all that engaging. Um, I, I give this two and a half looks. 
I actually found the last, probably the last 70 or 80 pages were absolutely enthralling. Yeah. From the minute they, they sort of get to Miles' office, mm. the, that entire sequence just had me hooked right up until the very end. And the start, I think, is fantastic. The slow build-up of paranoia. There's a little bit of a lag, I think, in the middle. And a little bit too much exposition. There's a lot of trying to explain things and unexplain them and talk through psychology and science. And um, Actually, some of those unexplained things that they talk about have been explained. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. A bit where, where, the, the, where the pod person, the pod person version of the scientist is explaining who they are and what they do and all that sort of stuff. And I was yep. like... This is just not interested in any way. But that could also just be, you know, we already know all of that because of the prevalence of the films, especially in popular yeah, culture. Guess so. and, yeah, I um, guess All in all, yeah, I wouldn't say this is one of the best books we've read, but it was very interesting, and it was great to read it because I've wanted to read it for a while myself. Especially in the year of its release. That's right. So um, I'll give this three and a half. Well done, guys. <laughs> um, well, the beeper hasn't beeped, but let's head back anyway. I mean, let's finish our, uh, finish our spiders and... Uh, burgers and head back just in case good call yeah cool hey the uh the beeper didn't go off but uh i guess we'll just come back and just hang out here look i've got bad news for you oh it could take a very long time to make the repairs i need to make but i have a plan i'm going to send you one further year into the future and then i will spend the next 12 months Working on the repairs that I need to do. That's a nice, and then nice I will be able to send you back. <laughs> Altogether, everybody, it's time to send you to the year 1956. Here we are in 1956, I assume. There's a flash of light, so I can only assume we're in 1956. Yes, yes, the repairs have gone very well. You've grown a beard, I see. I have. I think it makes me look more distinguished. You'll notice I also have patches on my sleeves now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the usual. You just you'll continue. How go the repairs? We well, I need to. I need to make some recalculations based on the calibrations of your journey here right now. Okay. So, give me another couple of hours. Or so. <laughs> okay. No worries. Yeah. Look, I've updated the beat before you. Thank you. Mm. Awesome. You should try a Van Dyke. You know, a Van Dyke would look good on you. I look good anyway. You know, this guy's starting to get on my nerves. Seriously, one year into the future. What's up with that? Um, Yeah, you're right, but what can we do, man? I mean, let's just enjoy it. I mean, time travel, but who cares? It's awesome anyway. I mean, it's, and like he said, he's one year, he did one year on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So let's take advantage. I mean, 1956, awesome. Although uh, the the cinema's looking a bit run down, but that's all right. There is still still in business. The advent of television. That's all that matters. That's what that's what's doing it. Television. And it's got to telev- be television. Television has killed the radio star. All right, let's check the date. It is June six. Oh, Elvis Presley was on the Milton Bell show last night. Oh and man! Just, and, awesome. son, and son Hound Dog. Elvis I was just about Elvis. to say I wish someone had recorded that, but it's not <laughs> and, really how it uh, works here. People are going mad. He scandalised the audience with his suggestive hip movements. <laughs> on <your> Elvis. <laughs> Go Elvis. Yeah, the king. Right. Wait until they see, you know, Alice Cooper getting his head cut off or <laughs> Ozzy <laughs> biting the heads off bats and stuff like that. This is nothing. Wait till uh, you get a load of uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lady Gaga. Well, oh, look, it's, it's another double. I mean, the, even though the cinema's looking a bit run down, it's now a double, double bill. So we've got two double bills, so we'll split up again. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, first, the first double bill is Earth versus the Flying Saucers and Forbidden Planet. I'll do Debs. that. Yeah, we got that. Me and Luke. All right, well, Crystal and I, uh, sweetie, we're seeing Godzilla, King of Monsters. Godzilla. Godzilla. And Godzilla. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, man. Yay. That's because you said you haven't seen it, so we'll check it out. I tell you what, I want to see all four. Uh, uh, For Ben Plan on the big screen. If we've got time, we'll swap by over and we'll... And the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! No! No, no, you've got to get out of here, please! 
from another world, spawned in the light years of space, unleashed to take over the bodies and souls of the people of our planet, bringing a new dimension in terror to the giant super scope screen. Whatever intelligence or instinct it is that can govern the forming of human flesh and blood out of thin air is fantastically powerful, beyond any comprehension. A cursed, dreadful, malevolent thing was happening to those he loved. This isn't just an ordinary body, is it? I never saw one like it. It looks unused. The sensational star discovery of the view from Poppy's head. And now an undreamed of horror makes her life and love a vortex of fear. Suddenly, while you're asleep, they'll absorb your minds, your memories. I don't want any part of it. You're forgetting something, Miles. What's that? You have no choice. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. As the unimaginable becomes real, the impossible becomes true. Stop and listen! Stop and listen to me! Listen! Listen! Listen to me! Oh, that was awesome. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's, so, it's actually quite faithful to the book. Well, mm. uh, but I have to admit the, uh, the, the book wasn't as dramatic. I mean, he, Miles wasn't running down the road going, You're next! <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that they actually uh, changed the original ending of the film. Yeah. Because originally that was meant to be the final shot. Was him just like running down the streets, but apparently um, you still needed another more upbeat ending. Well, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't test well mm. for the test audiences. In fact, the film, you know, despite being on here, the film actually isn't really that, that successful this time around. Well, that's probably, probably that's probably why they on. put it with uh, Gahira. King of the Monsters was uh, was a bit of fun, but uh, Perry Mason didn't it? With those those Perry Mason inserts. <laughs> oh, yeah, quite they cool. They you saw the American version. Yeah, it's the, it's the American version, and uh, I think I'm glad I made that. We made the choice. <laughs> So you guys, yeah, so what did you, you, you guys? Well, we got to see Forbidden Planet for starters. Well, you, got, you got Robbie the Robot. We got Robbie the Robot. We got, it's, the Forbidden Planet is, in first of all, it's, you know, attempting to do Shakespeare, but on a science fiction level. It's almost one of the first po- po- uh, first moments where they try to do something like Star Trek 10 years earlier, because Star Trek comes mm. out in 10 years. Mm. But with the cast. With a, with, a, mm. with a good cast. But it's the se- sheer sense of imagination and wonder, the bit where... Um, they're all walking through the um the Krell, the, um, the Krell underground the city. Underground you get base, the, yeah. the, the things Brent. up up and down with a with a nice little comment on you know our psychological condition as well. You guys didn't even mention Earth versus the Flying Saucers. I mean, Forbidden Planet was awesome. You're right, it's, big screen. That was magnificent. What's the human the human friend of Robbie the Robot? That dude. Yeah. Who's the, who's the guy? I mean, Amazon lived on the moon guy. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean that's the same guy, really. Yeah. That's a, he's hilarious. But it is, I mean, both films good were dame. awesome. Mm. A great double. She's a, yes. she's a, she's a good dame. Mm. I think Robbie's happier when he meets Will Robinson. <laughs> cool. That doesn't sound that. Let's check out the, let's check out the bookstore. Oh, this is awesome. We're definitely, definitely covering this in, in, in a future episode, if we make it back. The Shrinking Man by Richard oh, Matheson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Classic. Hey, yeah, when's, when's the movie for that one come in? 59? Yeah, that, it's not that yeah, far removed from where we are. Damn, it's a shame that this is our last year in the 50s. Yeah, but just quickly before we go back and, you know, get thrown around the time stream and end up in uh, Tesseract, but... <laughs> um, uh, the Incredible Shrink- it's, it's interesting that, you know, if you hear The Incredible Shrinking Man and everyone thinks it's an exploitative adventure film, and yet it's one of the most introspective uh, human stories, and actually quite yeah. reliable. It doesn't feature a lot of bug-eyed, silly monsters, which... Which is what everyone thinks science fiction is at this point. Yeah, that's because think, that's what most of what science fiction is. I but, mean, we just but, saw the id monster. <laughs> but they, but they think of it. On, they think science fiction is only on the superficial level and yeah. not on the introspective level or the subconscious level. They know. It's very psychological. Um, I mean, it's really, it's really about a, a man and losing a man losing his losing sense. the sense of madness. Really, mm. I mean, what's it like to? What does it mean to be a man mm. in this society? Mm. Let's save this for. Um, yeah, actually doing it. Well, we actually do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that's for right sure. now. Let's go home. 
You called us back? I did. Finally, my work is complete and I can send you back to your own time. There is absolutely no way, possibly, that this could go wrong this time around. I've worked so long and hard on this project. Six years. I can make it work, damn you. So has everyone got that? Everyone, last will and testaments now. <laughs> All right, in a circle, and here we go. Good luck, my friends from the future. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. To infinity and something. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so he guaranteed it was going to work. But you shouldn't be here at all. Wait, no, I understand what's happened. You forgot to carry the Y, didn't you? No, you've just used one of your own personal time machines to travel back in this time to say hello to me again. Yes, what what year did we to come back to? Well, it's 1959, so welcome back, my <laughs> friends. Uh, it's good that you've come back to check <laughs> on me. My plans are almost complete, so... <laughs> Just, just want to point out something to you. We're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> look, it's been three years. I'm very quickly to remember these <laughs> kind of things. That's a good point. <laughs> look, I'm, look, I'm sorry. I, I want to, I want to break this to you gently, but no, we didn't come back our own volition. The experiment has failed again. But no, but look at it this way. We did skip ahead a few years. That's right. So if you could just work on it a little bit longer, and uh, we'll just go check out outside, and then, no. then hopefully this quiet, will be the last quiet. One. Oh, let me just bye. God, I think I've got it. This is exactly the breakthrough that I needed in my research. Okay. Great, Scott. <laughs> you know, Crystal, you're a good egg. <laughs> Come back in a couple of hours. I should have this sold. Okay, no worries. All right, let's let's just go check outside. The newsstand's being re- the guy's gone. It's being replaced by one of those machines. <laughs> No, well, no, there's 1959. You have to put a coin in. I <laughs> no, I'll just. Anyway, we'll just gotta go up and like, no. <laughs> we'll just. Uh, we'll read. Just read it through the glass, and uh, it's. Oh, it's February four. Oh well, no! Ken's birthday. He's 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 eleven. Oh, there you what? go. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, happy I, birthday for Unfortunately, the it's not. It's not actually a very happy day in America because uh, last night, um, the charter plane that was transporting Buddy Holly. Richie Valens, the big bopper, and the pilot, Roger Peterson, uh, crashed. Oh, no. Once again, we were too late. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's the three men I admire most. <laughs> I was going there myself. The father, son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that's right. It's, uh, it's a tragedy. That is well, a tragedy. We'll the day the music died. Take the Chevy. Yeah, I've heard, it said, uh, I've heard it said that had he not died, Buddy, Buddy Holly actually could have potentially been bigger than Elvis. Mm. Oh, there you go. So, it's a shame. That uh, Buddy Holly episode of Quantum Leap is one of my favourite ever. Yeah, that, <laughs> is, that is cool. <laughs> that is awesome. yeah, we're, we're, we're Quantum Leaping ourselves. That's awesome. <laughs> quantum Leaping, <laughs> the David Holden story. It all comes awesome. together. Yeah. Alright, well, let's check out the movies. Um, we've skipped a couple of good years. I mean, that means we, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've missed The Fly. That's a bit of a shame. Oh, oh, but, by, but by this point, I actually just want to get home. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll go. We'll check out the cinema. And so um, do our listeners. The prices, the prices have increased. That's a bit of a shame. But like that, I pickpocketed the scientists because uh, <laughs> where I get this money from. Uh, it's a double bill: Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yay! Cool. And Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yay! Oh dear. <laughs> Look, it's uh, fairly it's... safe to say that uh, we're nearing. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know. End of the decade, we're, we're we're basically moving away now from the what I would call the golden age of yeah. science fiction. You know, you're talking pretty much the most important decade for sci-fi that we've just gone through. Oh, for sure. And uh, now we've got Plan Nine from Outer Space. I think it speaks <laughs> we, for itself. We started the decade in Technicolor, and it looks to me like Plan Nine's in black and white. It is. Yeah, but, uh, journey, journey's, journeys in Technicolor as well. Um, do they allow commentary throughout these these things? I don't we're have watching, the DVDs we're yet. watching Plan Nine from Outer Space on the big screen in the fifties. <laughs> I kind of feel yet you know we should mark this occasion by commenting on how delightful we find the film <laughs> as we what? watch the film itself. <laughs> Grandchildren of some of the people in this theater will not be born on Earth. They come from the bowels of hell, a transformed race of walking dead. 
zombies guided by a master plan for complete domination of the Earth. Plan 9 from outer space. Starring the most frightmarish cast ever, Bella Lugosi, the seductive Vampira, and Thor Johnson as the Walking Dead. Turn off your electro gun! No! No! Stop him, Dad! I can't get it! It's jammed! Stop him, you fool! Bullets bounce off their bodies. Rockets, missiles, jets cannot stop their death ship. What earthly power can stop this terror? For a glimpse of things to come, see this blast of screen suspense. For it could be happening right now. I'm a big fan of Jodie the Cinder. I think it's hilarious. It's one of my childhood greats. Is it, is it Doug James. McClure in that one? Or? That's James Mason. That's yeah, Mason. Yeah, no, James Mason is the... The it's the one where they with James Mason and Pat Boone. Yeah. Pat Boone, that's who it is. That's yeah, what I was thinking of. Where they eat the duck and Diane Baker, and she was hot. And say it, David. I don't know. It's, a fun, it's a fun little film. I don't think it's quite. He uh, looks like the guy from the X Files. Oh, there you go. He looks like the uh, the clone from the X Files. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and playing over our space, it's just awful, awful stuff. In the bookstore, yeah. we've got Alas Babylon by Pat Frank. I don't know that one. It is, uh, yet again, another (laughs) post-apocalyptic... Yeah, it's amazing how much uh, post-apocalyptic literature... Yeah, it really does sum up the decade, doesn't it? It does. We're all convinced that this technology is fantastic and wonderful and is going to change the world. However, we're also fearful that it's going to destroy us all. Uh, Let's head back. Hopefully that's it, because as as much fun as being... Travelling back in time, how awesome is that? I just, I just want to get home and uh, have a Milo. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I don't know. I think I I'm going to miss the 50s. You think? Mm. Well, see, what we're sort of talking about the the um, the science fiction at the time, but, you know, the architecture, the googie architecture, and the, oh, yeah. the sort of the brightness of the optimistic, the optimism in the way that they've, in the world that they've tried to create. And whilst that might not be the reality, the whole idea, the whole idea that this could be the greatest age, well, this could be the dawning of the greatest age of man ever... You know, it, 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 there is still some of that here. Yeah, yeah that, that, even, that disillusionment, even, though, is starting to creep in. You can see the emergence of what will be, you know, the, the countercultures of the 60s and things. You see it in the beatniks, as mm. we were trying to beat up earlier. Beat a beatnik. Mm. Um, Not to mention the bobby socks and the rock and roll. Yeah. And that's just it, you know. That's true. Musically, you're in a fantastic period. But there's also always that fear as well. You know, there's a lot of duck and cover and mm. Cold War stuff is happening. I mean, people know the dangers that they're facing. And But there's also the sense of, you know, things will move forward. This is the age of the young person, remember? Teenage, yeah. The term teenager gets defined yeah, that's in, true. The, in the 50s. And, it, and they're, they're, that they're important in, mm. in the scheme of things. I mean, they're, yeah. they're mm. very close to becoming able to vote and so mm. politicians yeah. try to target them and stuff yeah. like that. Being cynical about it, there is still some stuff here that is well worth this has been an absolute blast, and let's hope that wasn't, doesn't turn out to be the case with this Sanders guy who doesn't kill us all. From the past. <laughs> I'm glad that you're back. You beeped. I have beeped. Many times. You went off. I've completed my research, and now I know I will be able to send you back to where you came through space and time. To the future. That's awesome. I'd like to thank you, all four of you, for helping me over these last ten years with my research. See, you're fairly confident it's going to work this time? It 100% confident. Well, in that case, I'll take the the chance to say thank you very much for uh, this opportunity, even though it wasn't an accident, but it's it's been an absolute blast. Mm. Thank you all, and keep me in mind when you've got the roof down on your flying cars and you're travelling over your super cities... (laughs) Spare a thought for the work that I've been doing here. Well, we'll look you up in our uh, history books. I'm keeping the jacket, by the way. <laughs> look, you keep that jacket. I've got 27 of my own. <laughs> and We're while matches. I... And as I press this button and pull this lever for the final time to send you all back, I also want to thank you because through all of the research I've done with each and every one of you, I can now create my race of atomic supermen. No! Goodbye! <laughs> All right, well, well, we're clearly back. 
no no warehouse. We're back in mm. in the the flat screen TV tells me that <laughs> Cassidy Walden. We're around, we're hang around on, hang on, wait, 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 wait. Check the internet. Is it on? Is the internet on? We have Google! Hooray! Yay! <laughs> I'm going to end up sitting at the exact same chair, at the exact same point, in the exact same position. And my cup of tea is turned back in the right way and it's gone cold. It's it's amazing what uh, <laughs> what technology can do. Let's quick to check the date. Hey, is... hey, you've still got the beeper. That means you've recorded every single thing that happened to us. I'll use it as a chronicle of our trip. That'll make for a fantastic 50th episode. That's awesome. You're wow, a genius. Why? Really I think cool. I am a genius. If only I created that race of atomic supermen. Let's look him up. Did he create a race of atomic supermen? Oh, Quick, no, actually, he died, died destitute in the gutter. Damn it. He <laughs> back to the future. And apparently there was an explosion in his warehouse in 1959. Mm. <laughs> Look, it couldn't have been us. It must have been the Atomic Superman. <laughs> it must have been. They probably they, they probably created them and then they turned on him straight away. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Chronal residue um, <laughs> alignment of the stars. Look, before you that go, was... let's do that spiel that we always do at the end of episodes, just in case. <laughs> just in case, because we'd like put it out as an episode. Yeah, why not? Yeah, good point. It's, it's, it's been an amazing trip. Back in time, the NCP crew. Yay! 50th episode. Yay! Don't forget you can contact us by email at feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com or post on our Facebook wall at www.facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast or tweet us at at nerdculturecast or leave a comment on any post on our website at www.nerdculturepodcast.com And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, before we go, I just want to say uh, thank you very much to all of our listeners, for everybody who, anybody who's been with us from episode one or episode zero. Um, zero. It's, it's, it's been... An absolute ball. Um, it's been a blast, in fact. I just wanted to say that again. And here's to another 50 episodes. Yay, we've got champagne. Yeah, and thank you for everybody that's gone to the, the website as well and supported everything we've done there. Um, and just all the really, really great feedback we've got, especially about the dust jackets, because, you know... <laughs> of course. The dust jacket is awesome, <laughs> of course. And I just want to say, you're wrong from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's thank you to everybody. It's, it's been fun. It's been so super fun, and we'll see you for episode fifty one. We love you, listeners. That's right, we do. In, t- in fact, the entire crew loves you, Richard. That's right. I love each and every one of you, Luke. I love all you hepcats, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Crystal, I'm gonna rock around the clock tonight. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Bye. <laughs>